0: Good evening. Welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thank you so much for joining us. You can see your President Trump is live right now in North Carolina. We're going to go out to that in a moment. Just want to let you know that we're also monitoring right now a West Fargo City Commission meeting that's taking place. They're looking to have a vote on if they're going to make a mask mandate or not. Sounds like it's going to be very similar to Fargo's sort of a very much encouraged mandate, but no penalty. Real no teeth to it, but just say, hey guys, we'd like to see you wearing masks across west fargo also we've got some very interesting news coming out of minnesota i'm going to share that with you in a moment because um things are getting interesting things are getting interesting in minnesota first let's go to president trump here for a moment see what he has to say in north carolina
1: They're never gonna report that. they never talk about it you know they never talk about it, they never talk about it. They never talk about crowds. As you remember when we had the inauguration? I said, we had the biggest crowd? And then they show empty space, and they show Barack Hussein Obama's crowd. And I said, I said, why well, don't we I think the word we used was audience. That had included all of the new things, you know, the, all of the different things that we have coming out. Every week, there's a new form of information coming out. So I think we had the largest audience anywhere in the world. But they show this field. Now, when I was speaking, it was full. But when they show the field, it was all empty. I said, wait a minute, I was speaking, it was full. Well, they took the pictures about five or six hours early. They had everything roped off. And you know, I said to my people, we ought to sort of bring that up every once in a while. Oh, sir, nobody cares about, it. I care about it. I care about it. No, they took the pictures way early. And when I was speaking, I'm looking at this thing all the way back, it was so beautiful. And then all of a sudden, We made the statement, I guess, the largest audience, and I think it was the largest audience, and we suffered. That was the first week. This was just the beginning. This was just the beginning. But what I was speaking, it was packed, just like this place is packed. Look at that. Into the hangar.
0: All right, we'll be monitoring the President Trump conversation uh, with producer AJ. If there's any breaking news coming out of that, we'll go right back out to president trump let's talk about this because earlier today i had a chance to sit down with the trump 2020 campaign press secretary hogan gidley we're going to get to that in a moment but i asked him right away about hey what's the dealio with minnesota is president trump going to be doing one of these kind of rallies in minnesota anytime soon and i bring this up because there's been some concern as of late because there's nothing on the calendar as of right now for president trump to be back in minnesota so it's sort of like you know is, is minnesota slipping away from president trump Does he still have a chance to win FASCINATING, JUST BEFORE I WALKED IN THE STUDIO, WE DIDN'T HAVE TIME TO even MAKE UP A GRAPHIC OF THIS, BUT THERE'S A BRAND NEW POLL COMING OUT FROM KSTP, IT'S THE FOX AFFILIATE DOWN IN THE CITIES, AND a SURVEY USA SHOWING THE TINA SMITH-JASON LEWIS RACE. SO TINA SMITH IS A CURRENT U.S. SENATOR IN MINNESOTA, JASON LEWIS THE GOP COMPETITOR, BUT RIGHT NOW IT'S AT 43 FOR TINA SMITH, 42 FOR JASON LEWIS a one-point race. At one point, it was like 11 points for Tina Smith. So it's now cut down to one-point race, 43 for Tina Smith, 42 for Jason Lewis, and 12 people undecided. Folks, not only could you potentially flip Minnesota and make it red again in the presidential race, but also to flip a U.S. Senate seat in Minnesota, (laughs) If that happens, you know it's a Trump landslide 2020. If that happens, you're talking Trump landslide 2020. Here's my conversation earlier today with Hogan Gidley. Hogan, welcome back to Point of View. Great to have you. Less than two weeks away from Election Day. The big question, obviously, I'm getting back here is, is President Trump coming back to Minnesota for a rally? And if not, why not?
2: I'M NOT SURE AS FAR AS uh, you know, WHEN OR WHERE WE'RE GOING TO BE OUTSIDE OF THE NEXT FEW DAYS. OBVIOUSLY, WE'RE KICKING AROUND A LOT OF DIFFERENT STATES WE WANT to, TO GO TO. THE PRESIDENT WANTS TO GET BACK OUT THERE INTO PLACES LIKE MINNESOTA. WE'RE LOOKING ACROSS THE ELECTORAL MAP, AND AS YOU KNOW, THIS PRESIDENT'S CAMPAIGN was able to do things in 2016 that were quite frankly miraculous, something that the political universe hadn't seen in quite some time, Republicans winning states they hadn't won in the past. It was because of this president's message that the forgotten men and women of this country who had been left behind by career politicians like Joe Biden for decades were not going to be left behind anymore. He was true to his word. 2016 was about promises made. This is about promises kept. Uh, He delivered for places like Minnesota, obviously getting rid of that ridiculous NAFTA deal that Joe Biden supported for so many years that killed 850,000 jobs. Um, You know, he renegotiated that and got the USMCA trade deal so much better for our farmers and ranchers and manufacturers. So uh, the president wants to get out there telling that message. And I would imagine we make a few more stops around this country because, as you know, this president's work ethic is is unrivaled. He's going to more towns and cities and states in a week than Joe Biden goes in a year.
0: Well, the thing I'm hearing is since it's not on the schedule, is Minnesota still winnable? What would you say to them? I mean, can you guys still flip this?
2: Yeah, I'm not saying it's not on the schedule. I'm saying the next couple of days are, are kind of already mapped out. I don't want to get ahead of what the announcement okay. would come from the campaign, of course. But absolutely, we want to defend the states we won before, which would obviously give us another four years and maybe even surprise a few folks and take uh, a, a few of those Democrat states like Minnesota and New Hampshire along the way with us to show just how successful this president's been able to, to be in the first four years of his term.
0: Well, I know you guys got a great ground game, so maybe that will bear some fruit as well. Let's talk about the people at home right now. I'm sure you saw the report can this I, week. Can
2: I touch on that for a second? Yes, just, sir. Just so you know, I mean, that's how you win elections. Yeah. And right now, we've had over 130 million direct voter contacts uh, in the last several months uh, to date. It's been really impressive. And even Barack Obama didn't have this type of apparatus. The campaign we've developed here is really the envy of the political universe. And so getting people to the polls, getting people to vote is how you win elections. And Joe Biden's relying on, on experts and strategists and television ads while he just sits in his basement. We're actually doing the, the real campaigning out there. The president has always been an underdog. People always counted him out, but he's also always been a fighter. He's gonna win this thing um, regardless of, of um, all what the, the pundits and the prognosticators are saying right now.
0: We'll get to that in a moment, but Hogan, thanks for saying that because I heard Jason Jason Lewis this week say that there's roughly 3 million voters in Minnesota, and you guys have made 4 million phone calls, so I'd say that's a pretty good ground game. Uh, Let's talk about the people at home right now. I'm sure you saw the report this week where I think it was 6 to 8 million million people slipping into that poverty level due to the lockdown, but of course the media says because of the coronavirus, it's because of the lockdowns, let's be clear. My point to you is that and we, we talked about this before, and I think it'd be great with the election less than two weeks away. Why doesn't President Trump just call up Secretary Mnuchin and go, hey, send out the Trump bucks. Let's put money in people's pockets and let's go win this election.
2: He's been saying that he wants to, to do that. The problem is Nancy Pelosi has a history of playing politics with people's lives. When I was in the White House, she did this over DACA. The president offered three times the amount of DACA recipients that Joe, uh, excuse me, that Barack Obama ever thought about. Uh, and, and she wouldn't do it because she wanted the issue. She said she'd never fund the wall because it was against her core and she couldn't bring herself to allow one dollar to go to that wall. The problem is even after she made that political grandstand, she signed several budgets after that with wall money in there and never said a single word. It's not about uh, getting something done for the American people with Nancy Pelosi. It's about having a political issue. This is no different. The president of the United States understands people are hurting. He's trying to give them money directly. Nancy Pelosi doesn't want that to happen because she's afraid it's going to benefit him politically. This is not about politics. It's about the American people. The president is focused on that. He understands the government shut down this country uh, for the coronavirus. And it's the government's responsibility to try and backfill some of the, the, the issues that so many Americans are facing right now. We've seen record job growth in the last several months, like we've never seen before. But still, there are people out of work. Mm. We've got to make sure those people who need to pay rent, who need to pay that car note, who need to put food on the table, put clothes on their kids' backs, that they have the money necessary to do it. But Nancy Pelosi continues to hold it up.
0: Well, I think that's where people are struggling, because you hear stories of still money in the CARES Act that hasn't been spent. And, and I guess people are asking, why doesn't he just tell Secretary Mnuchin, hey, move that money and send it out? I want to move on to this Visser and get your um Uh, point of view on this. What's worse, in your opinion, what's on Hunter Biden's laptop or the way social media and the mainstream media have throttled the story?
2: Um, I don't think it's an either or. I think it's a both (laughs) and. Um, Both are really, really bad. And look, uh, this is about corruption. This is about Joe Biden's corruption, period. Of course, Twitter, Facebook, Google, etc., of course they are responsible for election interference. That's what this is. They won't put up stories that have uncorroborated information. If that's really the case, they'd never put up a story about Donald Trump because everything that people say about him in these stories is uncorroborated. That's just a red herring. But the fact is, Joe Biden was given the responsibility of building relationships with Ukraine and with China. What do you know? Both those countries gave millions and millions and millions of dollars in contracts to Joe Biden's family using his political office paid for by taxpayers to enrich his family. I mean, this is one of the reasons people rejected Hillary Clinton, the Clinton cash, the Clinton Foundation. And mm-hmm. Joe Biden's part of the same ilk. It's part of the same, you know, half centuries worth of, of corruption and, and, and nefarious activity in Washington, D.C. that so many people rejected in 2016, and we think they're gonna reject it again in 2020. It's not necessarily the laptop. We know that's a problem. We know that the emails indicate now that Joe Biden is quote-unquote the big guy who's getting right. some of the funding. We know that the signature of Hunter Biden on the work order for the computer is now real. That's all been verified. It's a little layered. The fact is, it's about corruption pure and simple. And Joe Biden has profiteered off this corruption for far too long. We can't let him into the Oval Office where he'll do it even more.
0: Hogan, I'm I'm being told we got to wrap it up. But if you don't mind, I have one quick question for you because you were in the White House during the impeachment hearing. So now that you see this report come out about this laptop, uh, what does that tell you about the phone call between President Trump and the president of Ukraine?
2: In what way? I'm sorry. I just I
0: I mean, it feels like now President Trump was right. Hey, look, President Ukraine, I want you to look into what's going on here as far as corruption, and yet the Democrats try to impeach the guy because he's trying to clean up the swamp.
2: Well, look, here's the thing. We know that Ukraine has a history of being corrupt. We know Burisma is a corrupt company. Even the Department of State was concerned about that greatly when Joe Biden was in the White House. So we know that's a fact. We know China is also corrupt, and it's a communist nation, and those are the ones that are funneling money into the Biden family coffers. That's a serious problem. The president was right on this all along. He said they were spying on his campaign and the Democrats said, not true. They actually were. Same thing applies here. He said, we look into this corruption. We know there's corruption over there. We know there's corruption over here with the Democrats. What's the connection? And I think hopefully between now and the election, we'll find that out.
0: I'm going to ask it again. Two things. Where's the server and where's Hunter? Here's here's
2: here's 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 the more important question. What flavor of milkshake <laughs> is Joe Biden <laughs> having? That is very important.
0: <laughs> very important question. That that's your media today, folks. Not me, but the mainstream media. All right, I want to clear something up. You've seen here on the lower third a uh, breaking news about West Fargo. So here's what West Fargo did. I honestly have no idea what this means, but I'm, this is what I'm being told. They passed a mask strategy, not a mask mandate, not a mask mandate but a mask strategy encouraging the people of West Fargo to be sure and wear masks. So please wear a mask in West Fargo. All right, there was a report that came out today, the Financial Times is reporting that if North Dakota was its own country, it now would have the highest number of COVID cases per capita. We're gonna talk about that with a very special guest coming up right after this. Please share your point of view with us. You can email us, text us, leave us a voicemail. We'll be right back.